The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Good to have you here. John Scholes, Lior Sanfiru, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Lior, an employment lawyer. For decades, always here to help you, even outside this half hour and the hour on the weekend. He's always manning the phones. He's doing TV. He's doing radio. He's doing all the uh, chats on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn as well. Busy guy, but you can reach out right now and talk to us. We always encourage you to uh, call us here and now. Uh, Beyond that, you can always uh, reach out and have more of a uh, lengthy personal conversation with Lior's team. You do that at uh, 1-855-821. 5900 1855821500 help at employmentlawyer.ca but like I said we'd like to get them live here now the uh, topic in just a minute the commandments of termination of employment the commandments of thou shall not or thou shall do these following things that is just a sec but we'll get to the case of the day Paul what's cooking Hey, Johnny, great to be here. You know, I don't know if you can tell, but I actually really, really enjoy coming on here. I enjoy talking about employment law. Even though I do this, you know, between uh, 9 and 6.30, I like to do it on the show between 6.30 and 7. So bring it on right now. Let's talk about employment law. Let's talk about your work. It's what you want to talk mm-hmm. about. It's about the issues that you're facing in your job. Or maybe, you know, this is something you've always been curious about. Every once in a while, John, I get people call me or email me with something that's just always been kind of nagging at them for years. I've always wondered if my employer could do dot, dot, dot. Well, if that's the type of question that you have or an issue that you've been kind of wondering about, why not call right now? And you can get some answers, you can get some guidance, and you can get some help. That's the key here to understand that there's things that you can do. And it starts with a very easy, very quick phone call on the show but, of course, it doesn't have to end with the phone call to the show. You can continue by calling me or email me, emailing me at the office so we can have a private chat. We'll give you that contact information, of course, again throughout the show. But, John, I always like to start. You know you said it. I want to start with a situation that came across my desk. Well, this one is actually not unique factually, but it really kind of irked me. Uh, I spoke with a lady today. She called me very upset and, and, and emotional, but... Not for the reasons you may think. So she had been with her employer for 22 years. That's a long period of time. Clearly, that's a good employee, a dedicated employee. She was let go for for cost cutting. Nothing at all that she did. In fact, there was a few people that were let go. So it had nothing to do with And this was on a Friday. And she was told, you need to sign this by Monday. Goes home. They offer her nine weeks pay. The reality is, John... She was too distraught to even think, is nine weeks good? Is nine weeks bad? She, she, she was very emotional, so she couldn't even deal with the, with the severance offer. So she contacts them on the Monday, and she says, you know, can I have a few more days to just calm down and think about this before I, I, I re- respond? No, no, you have to. You have to sign. You have to sign. We'll give you till tomorrow, but that's it. And the next day, she, she again, please give me another day. No, we can't. You, we're not going to pay you the nine weeks finally she calls me she calls me yesterday i speak to her today and thank god thank god that in that emotional state uh she didn't do the 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 wrong thing she didn't fall for that pressure man oh man they exerted so much pressure on her to get her to sign that nine-week offer and why do i say thank god she didn't do it because guess what she's owed right around 20 months of severance offered her nine weeks she's owed 20 months and that's exactly 
exactly why they were so eager, so eager to have her sign that document. Because if she signs that document, she just saved them, I don't know, right around $100,000. Uh, but, you know, the reason why this irked me is that's not how you treat an employee that's given you so many years. You know, 22 years, been a dedicated, loyal employee, and and, and you're trying to, to, to get away with that and trying to put pressure on this employee so that they, you know, accept pennies on the dollar. Man, not a good thing. Thankfully, thankfully, she did the right thing. And a lot of people, unfortunately, would have fallen for that pressure. They would have felt that pressure. They would have felt compelled to sign. Thank God she didn't. I'm going to help her get that, that, that 20 months plus. It's not going to be difficult. This is really an employee that, that you know, owed better to this employee. But the good news is nothing's done, no harm. I'm going to take care of it. But a reminder there for everyone listening, whether you've been let go now in the past or maybe that's going to happen to you in the future, you're going to be given this pressure to sign. You're going to be put under pressure. Sign it, sign it. We need this signed by this date. Well, that, the reason why you're given this deadline is because that offer is not good. And your employer is eager for you to accept it because they can save a bunch of money. Don't let that happen. Almost everyone, when you're let go 90% of the time, you're owed significantly more than what you've been offered. Significantly more. So do the right thing. Do the smart thing. Give me a call. And that is always 1-855-821-5900. But it's funny you mentioned that. There might be a bit of a tidal wave of that thing coming your way, Lior, as we talked to uh, Mackenzie, your colleague, last night, about all these tech companies, including Best Buy, uh, just yesterday, just throwing people out the door american companies sure but doesn't matter they're working on canadian soil so your phone might get very active with a similar story right it is already active and and you're know, yeah. getting a lot of calls from these these tech companies and their employees uh, from across canada and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil it here for for you and for our listeners those severance offers they're not good okay no these individuals in line with others they're owed more so the good news is, unless you sign it, it's not difficult to resolve this. And you know what? Yeah. People ask me often, well, this is a big company. Uh, I'm not going to name names. Names are not relevant. It's a huge company, multinational company. Uh, what chances do I have? It's not even debatable. You can easily resolve this. doesn't matter if it's a massive company. These things can resolve quickly on great terms. So don't be intimidated. Our 10 Commandments of Employment Law is coming up and termination of employment. That is on the way. Employment Law shall stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. You betcha. Welcome back to it. Lots of time. And answer any questions that have been burning in your mind about your job, your employment, something you've always wondered, that's fine. Or an immediate question that just came to mind, we'll take that as well. In the meantime, the commandments of termination of employment. Number one, thou shall not get advice from your neighbor, Steve. Poor Steve is the employment law show punching bag, that guy. Yeah, you know, Steve is just not, not, not a good guy to get advice from, and, you know. But you know what? Let's not just pick on Steve. It could be Bob or George or Henry or uh, sure. Angela. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, you can't. You can't. You can't. Employment law is too important. There are too many rights that you have. There's too many nuances to the law to just take advice from anyone. And you know how many times I get people calling me and say, well, my, my, my friend had told me this. Is this right? Or you know, my brother uh, used to work in HR, and that's what he said. Please be very, very, very careful. This these individuals want to help you. There, I'm sure they're good people. They may even be very knowledgeable people. Don't get me wrong, 
But unless you're speaking with someone who is a professional legal legal professional, uh, then you're not going to get the right information. And it's too important to, to rely on someone else's advice. Time and time again, I've seen people make the wrong decisions, quitting when they shouldn't have quitting, uh, accepting severance packages, saying things to their employer they shouldn't have. Why? Because someone that they thought knew more told them to do it. Please, don't do that. If you're facing a workplace issue, if you're let go, if you think you've been constructively dismissed, before you do anything, before you compromise potentially your legal position and your legal entitlements, call me, okay? This is especially true when it comes to your severance offer. You know, you don't get advice from your, your friend, Steve, about whether that offer is adequate or not. Let's talk about it. Let's actually have an intelligent, informative discussion about your rights so that you don't make a mistake. Very, very, very important. How about we take it one step further, which we've talked about before, Leo, never mind Jim, Joe, or Steve. You take it from a friend who happens to be a lawyer, but maybe a real estate lawyer or a criminal law or real estate law. I mean, that's they may be lawyers, yes, but they're not employment lawyers. You've got to go to the right source. And, and you know, I, I kind of blame the lawyers in that scenario because individual might not necessarily understand that mm-hmm. your real estate lawyer or your divorce lawyer can't advise you on employment law. It's up to the lawyer to say, you know what? I don't know. This is not my specialty. So you should speak to someone I can refer you as opposed to, well, you know, I'm pretty sure this is how it works. No, I'm not going to give you real estate uh, law advice. I'm not going to tell you what to do on your separation agreement uh, from your spouse because I don't know. That's not my specialty. Could I guess? Maybe. Do you really want to do what I'm guessing? No. Same thing with employment law. Please speak to someone that knows what they're talking about when it comes to this important area. Commandments of termination, number two, thou shall not accept a temporary layoff. Oh, we've been ringing this bell for about three years, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, for, for, we will continue to do that. And we're talking about the commandments. And by commandments, I mean things you need to do or not to do so as not to compromise your rights. And accepting a temporary layoff, easy, surefire way to, to lose out on your rights. And, you know, our regular listeners know this. They know that an employer doesn't have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. And you don't have to accept it. But if you do accept it, you stay at home and you go back when they call you, you've given them the right to do it again. And now mm-hmm. you've compromised your rights because every few months, if your employer wants to, they can just put you off work for months at a time and you can't do anything. Why? Because you accepted that initial, that first temporary layoff. So what does that mean? It means you are better off. You're absolutely better off uh, to say, you know what? No, I am not comfortable accepting this. I'm not comfortable making a temporary layoff, a a regular term of employment. I'm going to treat this as a constructive dismissal and get my full severance. So you really have to think about that so as not to compromise those rights. Commandments of termination, number three, thou shall respond to any negative reviews or discipline, right? So what you're trying to do by, by doing that, by doing what John said, which is to respond, is to avoid a situation where the company can conceivably terminate you for cause. So Again, you know this, our regular listeners should, of course, that it's difficult to terminate for cause. But it gets easier for the employer if they've disciplined you, if they've given you negative performance reviews, and you just didn't say anything about it. You continued working as if nothing happened. That's exactly the same as if you've accepted it. So if they've given you negative performance reviews and and you haven't said anything, you accepted it, well, maybe the next time something happens, they're going to be in a position to consider firing you for cause. So to avoid that scenario altogether respond respectfully professionally 
but you respond and you say, here's why I don't agree with it. Here's what, what, why there's other factors you need to be aware of or here's why some of the information that you have there is not accurate. Definitely respond. Now, obviously, if everything they say is accurate and there's nothing to say in response, fine. But if you don't agree, if it's not complete, if it's not accurate, that negative performance review, say so in writing. By doing that, you're going to make it that much more difficult for the company to ever be able to let you go for cause. That means that if they do want to let you go, they're going to have to pay your full severance, of course, up to 24 months pay. Let's get to our pals on the phones. Sandra is up first. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for taking the time. What's your question? Hi. Thank you so much. And I just want to say I am an employer. And because of listening to your show all the time, you make me a better employer. Oh, you're great. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. I appreciate a lot of questions. Anyway, I have a very unusual situation. My hairdresser, who the man she works for, they only take cash. He pays her in cash, but she does get a T4. It's all declared. She's been working there for 40 years. She's 60. 40, 40. Wow. 60, yeah. Um, she overheard the accountant and him talking, and he was asking the accountant, how do I get out of having to, you know, pay all the employees severance? Mm -hmm. And the accountant said to him, oh, we'll just show a loss on your books, and when you're ready to retire, we'll, uh, uh, we'll just declare bankruptcy. (laughs) This goes back to Uh, commandment number one. (laughs) Advice from yeah, your neighbor so, Steve. So, so, so that, that, that exactly. It's, I was going to say that. And John, he called exactly. the lawyer, and the lawyer said there's nothing that can be done. And I said, no, you got to phone Sylvan. Like, no, yeah. there must be something. Yeah. So, so no, th- th- that's that's a very good point. So, it, it's first of all, it's not as simple as just say, oh, we'll just show a loss and declare bankruptcy. It doesn't work that way. Okay. Uh, that that's not a legitimate bankruptcy, and and. The only time it's a legitimate bankruptcy, if, bankruptcy is if there's legitimately all, all this debt that uh, exceeds assets and uh, and monies, and yep. you know a, a creditor petitions someone into bankruptcy. So that's it has to be legitimate. Otherwise, it's not going to fly. And no trustee in bankruptcy would ever put their name on something that's not legitimate. So I have no concerns about that unless okay. it's a legitimate bankruptcy. Now, in a legitimate bankruptcy situation, yes, you're, you're right that the employee is not going to have much recourse. But I would not spend a moment, if I was your friend, worried about being worried about losing severance because of a bankruptcy. Uh, and in, in, in a situation like that, even the individual, the, the, the person himself may have personal liability to, after 40 years, your friend is going to be owed severance if she loses her job. And okay. you said you've listened to the show, so you know what that's ever it's going to be. It's going to be two Probably years. Probably going to be a couple easy. of years, I think. Exactly. exactly. I listen. I'm spent. telling you, I listen to you. <laughs> Good. If I, if I ever need a holiday, Sandra, you can fill in. I appreciate that. I'm taking your number after the show. Uh, okay. So what I'm going to do, Sylvan, I'm going to give her your number and just tell her to call you directly. Yeah, big time. Please do. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, Ron, thanks for standing by. How are you? Hi. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I was work. I was working for a Toronto-based firm, and our business was bought by a U.S. company, and they offered all the employees a good severance package, and they were they were supposed to pay me for nine months, but they were paying on a weekly basis, and about four months into the situation the company declared bankruptcy. 
and when I went to the labor department, they said it has to be 90 days before your uh, bankruptcy for you to be able to claim anything from the trustee in bankruptcy. Is that a normal practice to give a good severance package and then pay on a weekly basis as if we are continuing in employment? Uh, well, if that's what you agreed to, then that's what it is. I mean, you know, it, just like if you had agreed that they'd pay you seven years from now, I mean, it's not about whether it's common, it's about what you've agreed to. So if that's the deal that you agreed to, that they'll pay you on a continuous basis instead of a one-time payment, then unfortunately it's it's bad news because if the company is legitimately bankrupt, you're not even, I mean, you, you, you can try to get some money through the trustee in bankruptcy, but the chances of getting any money is very, very small. And if you are going to get something, it's not going to be anywhere near the, the five months that they owe you. Maybe you'll get a couple of weeks. So it's bad news, unfortunately. In a situation where it's a legitimate bankruptcy, uh, it, it is bad news, um, But which is why it's always, always good uh, to negotiate an upfront payment because you don't want to be tied to a company yeah. for a long time and then things happen and you end up not, not getting paid. Uh, but if that, in this situation, given the fact that there's already a bankruptcy, there's probably not much that can be done, Ron. Ron, appreciate the call. This goes back to your week that was uh, commandment number four, thou shall not sign, right? Absolutely. Th this yeah. is the first commandment. It should be the th third commandment. It should be all the commandments because ultimately this is the, the, the most extreme way for you to lose your entitlements, to sign off on that severance package. Get that piece of paper, you take it home, you sign it, you send it back, and that's it. Can't do that. Can't do that. It is so extremely rare for me, for, for anyone that practices employment law, to see a good severance offer. It is rare because the law is generally more generous than what your employer understands, or maybe your employer understands, but they hope you don't understand. So cannot under any circumstances accept that severance offer without getting advice at a minimum grab your smartphone we've said this before many times mm -hmm. go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca use that severance calculator so that you at least have an analysis an assessment of what you're owed so my my biggest commandment when it comes to termination and severance is don't sign yeah. you know there's a deadline right i know there's that pressure but don't sign Commandment of termination number five, thou shalt always keep copies of all relevant documents. Big time. Very important. Performance reviews, employment agreements, policies. We'll need them. And if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. So very, very important. If you have a document there, keep a copy. If you don't have a document, ask for it. If you wish something was in writing, but it's not, you put it in writing. Always keep stuff in writing. It's going to be helpful. It's going to help you prove your case when you need to, and it's going to help you defend yourself. Very important. Next one is thou should keep records of important events. Break that one down. So certainly if, if you're in a situation where uh, something's happening in the workplace, you're being mistreated or bullied, uh, you want to keep a record of what happened, when it happened, who was involved. Uh, you know, oftentimes in a constructive dismissal situation, we need to establish what was said and by who and when. So keep a record of that. So write something down contemporaneously. Send an email to someone confirming what happened. But you want to have all these records as best as possible. Uh, you always have to assume that you know, people are not always going to tell the truth. I had a discussion with a client mm -hmm. yesterday 
who uh, had a hard time understanding, well, what I'm saying is the truth. I said, I know that it is. I believe you. But the other side is going to say that the opposite. And, you know, what would the judge say hypothetically? I don't know who to believe. That's why you keep records of everything. You write stuff down so that it's no longer just your word against someone else's. Next one speaks to a keen sense of foresight, and that is thou shalt think about termination when accepting a new job, not when you're going out the door, when accepting that new job. And here's what I'm talking about. Employers are starting to understand. Wait a second. There's that Lior guy on, on uh, radio <laughs> uh, who talks a lot about severance. And my God, I can have to pay potentially as much as two-year severance. Well, how do I avoid that? Ah, okay. We can have an employment agreement that we have our new employees sign that limit their future severance. And that's absolutely correct. An employer can try to limit your future severance through the employment agreement. So what do you do? Well, you, you become aware of that. You review that employment agreement when you first start the job and understand, is there something there that limits your future severance? If there is, it's not difficult to negotiate. It can, it can absolutely be removed, but you have to think about that. I know it's weird to think about termination when you're just accepting another job, uh, but if you don't think about it now, you may find out later that it's too late. So be smart with that employment agreement. Got time for a couple more. Number eight is thou shalt assume your severance offer is inadequate. Big time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I've, I've already said it 90% of the time. You have to make that assumption. So when you look at that package, assume that it's not accurate. Assume that you need to confirm what you're actually owed. If you assume that your employer is just giving you what you're supposed to, you'll, you'll end up signing it. You'll end up walking away from your rights. Uh, you know, I, Without even looking at your package, I can almost guarantee that you're owed more. Number nine, thou shalt not commit serious workplace misconduct. Kind of a gimme, but you can get you into some hot water. Well, we're talking about uh, things you don't do, commandments. Well, you know, if I'm giving you a commandment, is just don't. Don't do things you're not supposed to. Don't give the company the reason to consider terminating you for cause. We all make mistakes. I get that. I make mistakes too. But try not to commit serious misconduct. Try to always be fair and reasonable. If you make a mistake, make sure that you kind of deal with it and fix it. Because you don't want the, the company to ever be in a position to consider terminating you for cause. And always a good way to put a bow on this one to wrap it up. Thou shall always use the severance calculator, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, or call Lior, right? Can't, re, can't hammer that home enough. That's it. We make it easy yeah. to get that advice. We make it easy for you to pursue your entitlements. It could be as easy as just going to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We've created a virtual employment lawyer there for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you can always contact me, call the show, call me at the office. There's so many ways to reach out. Thank you so much for calling in and emailing. I want to continue that conversation. If you have any more commandments you want to discuss or ask about, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca, and then finally, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Be here, and we'll be here as well. Another edition of the Employment Law Show will be on at that time. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.